Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. All right, we've got a great show for you today. We have Hannah Gorlick, co-founder and CEO of a company called Doorside. They're based out of Seattle, Washington, the great Northwest. And we're talking about her service that creates custom marketplace apps for real estate brokerages and property management companies. Now, I'll give you a real life scenario where Doorside would solve a problem here. And I don't want to give away all the details, obviously. I want you to listen to the episode. So uh, imagine I'm a top producing real estate agent. Imagine that. And I'm going on vacation this weekend, but I have properties I still want to show to my prospective buyers. Well, I can use Doorside to find an agent who's available to do showings this weekend within my brokerage and get them to agree to do it, set the showing up, and we're golden. Now, as part of that, though, I'm going to compensate that agent for their time, say 50, 100 bucks a showing. Uh, but to follow agency or, or rule, rules of how real estate is done, I can't actually just pay that agent. I've got to put the money through the brokerage. And so this platform enables to arrange tasks and favors between agent to agent, could be showings, could be some uh, photos, could be uh, helping with the transaction, whatever have you. And then it also enables the agent to pay the other agent, but allowing it to automate the flow of that payment through the brokerage. This is a big issue uh, at brokerages. And if it's not done correctly, well, liability issues and all kinds of stuff can come up. Same thing happens in property management companies. Now, we also get into a few other discussions, and one of them is the question of, will the trend of building big teams continue? A lot of brokerages have shifted away from, you know, or brokers have shifted away from, hey, which brokerage do I sell from to, uh, do I build a team or which team do I join? Anyway, a great discussion. Uh, Hannah and her team are moving fast on getting to market with this product. I think you'll enjoy this. Kick back, relax, listen in. Well, hey, Hannah, welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. My pleasure. Uh, glad to have you here. And uh, it's always good to talk with people who are, out in the, the Pacific Northwest. I need to get back there more often than I am, but uh, holding on the travels for right now. Uh, but uh, hey, well, let's get it started correctly. Uh, please go ahead, introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do. Hello, my name is Hannah Gorlick. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Doorside. Uh, at Doorside, we are building some white label marketplace platforms and currently serving the prop tech industry for real estate brokerages and property management companies. All right. So there's a lot to, to pack, uh, unpack in there. We were talking before the show, making sure I was getting things uh, squared away because I think I incorrectly uh, refer to you as just a marketplace, but really you're a, a platform for helping others build marketplaces. So we'll get into all that. Uh, but before we get into the details, let's, let's start with the big picture. What's the big problem that DoorSide is setting out to solve? That's a really great question. So I would say for with real estate brokerages, 48% of real estate firms say that keeping up with technology and concern with non-traditional 
firms are kind of their biggest concern for the next two years. So we're really trying to address those problems together in tandem by providing real estate brokerages with an internal software that allows the agents within the office to leverage and help each other to grow their businesses at scale, while also providing that platform to be able to better meet the on-demand and <clears throat> like instant expectations of today's modern consumer. Yeah, a uh, lot there for sure. Uh, we, I won't go into the brokerage that we were talking about just before the show here, but you know, there's certainly some out there that have a little bit more of a leg up when it comes to funding and tech. So being able to help the brokerages that maybe don't have access to those things keep up or maintain a level playing field uh, is only going to, that benefit should only extend down to the consumer. So I totally understand that. How did you, how did you find yourself in this position of going after this problem? Because if I had to guess, this is only a problem someone who has worked as a real estate agent or in the business could recognize and see, Hey, there's a gap here. We've got to fill. Yeah, absolutely. I was definitely not rookie of the year. <laughs> um, my first year as a real estate agent. And there's plenty of us out there who were not. Um, and so I would say that that just kind of started what I would call the part-time hustle problem, where mm. as a real estate agent, as a new agent in particular, you're constantly trying to invest money, time, and training into your real estate business, but life has to continue happening and you need to fund and sustain that in some way. So I was working the side hustle jobs, the coffee shop jobs, the restaurant jobs, and that just leaded to diverted attention. I could never fully commit to my real estate business. And so it constantly prolonged the success over and over again. And it was a, it was a continuous problem, right? So I decided that I wanted to fully commit and I needed to find a way to make money in the real estate industry doing so. If it wasn't from, if it wasn't from sales and commissions, it needed to be another way. So I started chatting with other brokers in my office and offering myself as a support person. So I was helping other agents with showings and open houses and inspections and just being helpful. And through that process realized how much support and help I was really providing agents who were top producers who were facing challenges of their own to the same degree, but they were different. And by us working together, we solved both of each other's problems. And I just saw this as an incredible scalable opportunity to apply modern technology to allow this to work faster, better, and more efficiently, and mm -hmm. for the entire network, right? Because only brokers can help each other with these tasks. So it makes sense for brokers to be able to be on a platform where we can connect and help each other. So that was really the incubation of this idea and really the mission behind why I started Doorside to start with. I, I love it. I have to throw my hat into the ring of, I also claim the title of not rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, the struggle is so real. You're totally right. I mean, you have to have, I think a lot of people outside of the uh, residential real estate space don't understand. Uh, you start a business when you become an agent. And so you have to have cash reserves, nerves of steel, because you know, odds are you're not getting paid for your first four to six months. And it's kind of a, a scary position. 
you know? Um, and so something like this, like you said, uh, those, those side hustles, I was driving, uh, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to drive Uber and Lyft Friday and Saturday night. Cause the alternative is just sleeping. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause I got no other cash coming in. So Friday, Saturday night, I'm driving all the drunk college kids around <laughs> to Alaska. Yes. You know, it wasn't great money, but it was one of those things that I didn't have to get a part-time job, which I knew would pull me away from being an agent like you described totally. uh, and, and distract. I have to give a shout out real quick to Troy Molliot though. Uh, Troy Molliot is uh, as a broker up in Bellingham. I think he actually built the first Windermere website like way back in the day. Um, and he told me, uh, I told him I was thinking about starting part-time as an agent and he said, Nate, people who start part-time and do this business part-time can't last. You got to be in or out. And so, uh, but I hear what you're saying. Like that's the exact same thing. Like you have to be in the business or you're going to be out. So, uh, walk me through then, like, when did you make that shift and, and how long has Doorside been, uh, up and moving? So we incorporated last May and we've been in development since around that time. Okay. So this is pretty, pretty new, still very recent, less than a year, uh, that you had, Hey, we needed to do this business. Let's get at it. Yeah. And, um, I have an incredible co-founder. His name's Jake. His dad, David is a top producing realtor at John L. Scott. And he's actually who I was working with at the time. So that kind of created the synergy for this team to start. Jake was really passionate about creating a solution that alleviated his dad's pain, right? Mm -hmm. Because his dad was, you know, always had to make that decision. Do I choose providing service for my clients or do I, you know, uh, show up for my family? And that was just Jake's entire experience. And I think that's relatable for a lot of realtors and broker owners and just entrepreneurs in general, right? Those are tough things that we tough uh, decisions that we have to make and real estate is volatile in team building, right? To build a real estate team, typically you need buyer's agents, you need inside salespeople, you need all sorts of people to help you as Mm -hmm. like the sole person be able to grow and scale and meet the needs of more clients and to be able to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And there's this like cyclical hiring, firing or quitting cycle that happens within team building. And Jake's dad like definitely experienced that um, pretty intensely. And so we saw this as also an opportunity for real estate agents to build virtual teams that grow and scale with their business. Um, a real estate agent doesn't have to uh, hire and train and spend overhead on a team member if they just connect with them through the platform and then have them as a, um, a resource that they can use instantly in any time. And so that's something that we're really excited about because it creates incredible opportunity for uh, rookie agents or agents who are part-time really trying to scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be able to connect with agents who need that help and together they create these, I mean, these awesome off our awesome offline uh, or online teams that work offline together, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually one thing I didn't even think about before as you talk about like the, you know, so, you know, rookie agents, uh, you know, working through this, um, the marketplace here and, you know, assisting, you know, top producing agents and and doing showings. And even as a rookie agent, getting the repetitions of just meeting a client and walking a property, like you, you have to do that multiple, like you need to get practice at that. And I don't want to say like, it's best to practice with someone else's client, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, like 
you know, you just need like, you need those interactions. You need to hear the questions that you're going to get hit with or, you know, how people want to walk a property. Like, do they want you beside them? Do they want you to give them, you know, 20 feet of space? You know, do they, you know, how that, how's it going to work? What do you do when there's a dog in the house or what do you do when the house is like, I don't know, all kinds of issues, like all those things, like you need some practice. And as a rookie agent, you've got, you know, you're saying all the wrong things at the wrong time to the wrong people. Mm. <laughs> so you may not get the practices fast as you need to like actually develop the skills. And so I could see this even as like unintentionally, I don't want to say as a training opportunity, but it really is giving agents those opportunities to just hone those skills that much faster. And so that should even enable them to, to build their business. I, I am curious though, why do this now? Like what, what did you recognize that was, cause a lot of people have ideas and it may take a few years to develop, but you, you had an idea, you guys recognized some need and in under a year are in development moving. Why now go after this, uh, this product and service? That's a really good question. Well, we did a lot of customer discovery before we actually went into development. So we were talking with real estate agents and brokerage firm owners um, for months before we actually went totally into development. And <clears throat> through there, we just realized that it was a systemic problem. And something that I just kind of did on my own was I joined a lot of Facebook groups, real estate Facebook groups. And in all of those groups, there was men and women and moms posting saying, you know, I'm trying to go on vacation. I haven't gone in 10 years. How do you handle your clients when your pipeline's full? How much do you pay other, other agents in your office to help you with showings and inspections when you're out of town? Like this wasn't just only happening locally, this was happening everywhere. And agents were unsure of how to, how to support each other, where to get support. And it just wasn't centralized. Um, and so it just became clear that this is a problem that needs to be solved and it's time to have the conversations and figure out how this can best work for everybody, how this can benefit real estate agents at all levels and how this can bring in more money for a brokerage and how this can help brokerages grow and scale and adapt and compete against disruptive technology, right? Because ultimately we're trying to provide a solution that, that helps everybody in the equation and that's really the purpose of Doorside Black's platform is to provide a productivity and virtual team building tool that mm -hmm. benefits everybody within the brokerage. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I, I can totally hear that and, and recognize all that. So let, let's talk about the actual product offering. So uh, you described to me, you told me basically have two, uh, you have Doorside Black and Doorside Platinum. Uh, can you uh, break those down? Uh, what's the difference between those two and who uses which? Yeah, so we're getting ready to launch both of these different technology solutions. Doorside Black is for residential real estate brokerages. It's a virtual team building and productivity platform. So it allows real estate agents within the same office to instantly request help with tasks, get instantly connected with other real estate agents who are ready and available. Um, that assisting or available agent will go and perform the task, then send a follow-up message to the agent who hired them. That agent then has the opportunity to give them a rating and a review. 
And then the money is also exchanged there on the platform and it flows through the brokerage. So it's all up, it's compliance. And then it's an incredible way for brokerages to recruit and retain top talent by offering a platform that helps top producers grow and scale without overhead cost. And exactly what you're saying about a training tool, that's like one of the biggest, I would say like value propositions for designated brokers or broker owners is to be able to include real life experience into all of your in-person classes training. And then as a manager or broker owner, you have an entire, <clears throat> you have an entire admin dashboard where you're able to see every single transaction that's going on. You're able to monitor the ratings and reviews so you can check in on performance, right? Because if you bring in a whole new group of new agents and you're training them and you want to see how are they actually how, how are they actually doing in providing these helpful services, right? You're able to, to mm -hmm. check in on that as well. Um, and then this becomes a place for record keeping and an audit trail of all of these agent to agent transactions. So for example, in the state of Washington here, brokers aren't actually legally allowed to just compensate each other straight up for help with things like showings and open houses. All that mm -hmm. money needs to flow through the brokerage. Mm -hmm. And from my experience, a lot of times it's not. Right. A lot of times it's happening on Facebook, it's happening in Venmo, it's happening cash and check, and that can potentially be a liability. Right. So we're trying to bring all of those transactions onto a centralized platform that makes it really easy for brokers to instantly get help, to instantly be able to earn access to income, and then for designated brokers to have an audit trail and record keeping um, of everything that's going on within the company. Yeah, that, that point, uh, I wasn't planning on uh, going into that, but uh, the part of compliance and the agent-to-agent -agent, uh, exchange of cash, uh, like you said, like it has to flow through the brokerage and under any other circumstances, pretty much there's nothing to facilitate that exchange at the moment. Like I don't, I don't know of, I mean, you could tell me that I know that there's lots of different like brokerage management platforms and things like that. But unless you go to the designated broker and say, can you please take 50 bucks out of my next commission and pass to agent X, it, it, that's not going to happen. Right. And that becomes a manual task for a office manager or a designated broker to have to deal with, right? And so we're trying to alleviate that by having it be totally automated. And mm. in the back end, they can handle exactly how they want to disperse those payments. We use Stripe. It's really easy. Um, it connects to your accounting software. So it's all about just making everything virtually accessible, mm -hmm. easy to use, and faster, right? Our ultimate goal is to help brokers, agents produce more, be more productive, make more money, earn more money, be more helpful yeah. and with everything going on right now with um with like coronavirus and major concerns about especially i mean the agent population is older like the average demographic is people that are in their 50s right and so some mm. of these individuals are at really high risk and shouldn't be entering properties right so with whatever is going to happen with the market when property access returns and things like slow down, we see this as being like a really, really important uh, tool right now for, mm -hmm. especially for older agents to not have to potentially lose their livelihood because of this, because of this, uh, everything that's going on and to be able to hire agents who are not as at risk to be able yeah. to help them with property access. So um, yeah, we're, we're launching it within the next week and we're offering it for free for the first 90 days, um, especially with everything that's going on right now. So wow. we really want to make this accessible 
um, to protect agents uh, moving forward because, oh my gosh, I so I totally understand. I mean, there's agents right now who don't conduct much of their business online at all. And so not only are you being asked to learn how to do um, paperless transactions, but you're being asked to learn how to do video calls and how to use messaging systems maybe you've never used before. And then also having to think about, okay, it's not safe for me to show houses to my clients. How am I going to make this work for my business? I've been doing this for 50 years this way, right? So um, we're trying to make it like stupid easy for these individuals to be able to continue running their business and not feel like it's over because of the way that the world is changing right now. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, obviously, um, you know, the slight timestamp of, of when we're recording this, uh, everything that's happening with the spread of coronavirus and rethinking how we do business and how we, uh, think of human, human interaction with, anything and everywhere. Um, you know, these are, uh, it's a significant shift and it's a dramatic shift that I, you know, the new normal, when we go back to normal, (laughs) uh, I don't think it's going to be what we, what was a previous normal. I mean, this is a total change of that. And there just may be people, uh, I wouldn't doubt there will be more agents who are just unwilling or unwanting to just do the showing just as like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to have that. And there'll be, and I'm not to say that it will, it'll forever be unsafe. I don't know that, but I, and I don't think that I think we'll, like you said, we'll have that access back to properties. We'll have all well, the ability to operate business, you know, normally again. Um, yeah. But I think it will probably alter how some people look at that and say, you know what, it's worth it. It's worth it for me to pay someone else. And someone else will say, Hey, that's worth it. I'll do the showing. That sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I totally, totally agree. So, and then on the platinum service. Yeah. So Doorside Platinum is an instant tour scheduling platform for tenants, for property management companies. So giving the pre-screened or pre-approved tenants the opportunity to instantly schedule tours with available properties. And then that pings out to that property management company's network of tour providers so automating that, which a lot of property management companies are doing manually, right? They get a tour request on the mm-hmm. website. They mm-hmm. then pre-approve. They ask the tenant like, okay, what time do you want to schedule? And then they have to try and match that or figure out which one of their tour providers is actually available. So automating and scaling that entire process by just putting that on the platform and then allowing them to instantly request, instantly book, provide that tour, provide the star rating, um, so yeah, we're excited about offering that technology as well to the property management space. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm very interested in this. I think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> it would make the next time I have to show my unit a whole lot easier. Uh, so I don't have to fly across country. Uh, I have a question. So, so let's say I've got uh, a few multifamily buildings. All right. So I have uh, internal management. I don't hire out another manager. Could, could essentially like the, the back office manager, the person who's just managing the books and schedules and things like that, leverage door side to then facilitate all showings. So I wouldn't have to have a showing specialist or like a, uh, necessarily like a leasing agent go out and show the property. That's a really good question. So right now we're focusing with property management companies who already have a built-in network of tour providers and then applying our technology so that they can eliminate manual processes of scheduling. Got it. Okay. Got so it. maybe not working with a particular 
property owner who has multiple units, but finding, but working with a property management company who already has that network of tour providers and are looking to automate how they schedule those tours. I see. I see. Okay, cool. And that, and then that, that's just taking down, that's getting rid of the, the manual, like the office manager, then say, picking up the phone, calling the agent who's supposed to be on for that weekend, but they can't do it. They've got a birthday party. So then they have to call the next three to see, Hey, can you come in do this showing versus doing all that? They could just put it out to the network. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to compare to Uber, right? They're mm-hmm. like the, the hub of Uber, the mm-hmm. prospective renter has issued the request, send a driver, the hub sends that request out to the, the, you know, the showing agents, one showing agent claims it. We communicate back to the prospective renter. Hey, you have a showing agent confirmed on this day at this time. And then now that is matched up and we have a showing is totally automated. Yes. So that's, that's exactly right. Yep. The tenant would request, they would, the network of tour providers would all get a text message like, Hey, available opportunity. First one that goes in accepts it. Um, They are now connected with that tenant within the app. They both have that um, upcoming tour in their calendars, right? So they can then communicate with each other if they have any questions. What's also kind of a cool feature is that the tenant can just share that link with maybe their spouse or their kids or anybody else who's going to come as well. So everybody can get looped into that tour. Um, yeah, then the property, uh, the, the tour agent shows up, delivers the tour or provides the tour, and then they would um, send a follow-up message internally to the property management company. So maybe the property management company has specific um, questions that they always want their agents to respond to after each tour. So Mm. they can fill that out, that shoots uh, back to management. And then the prospective tenant provides the tour agent with a five-star rating and a review. So then this gives property manager company the opportunity to check in on performance and see what kinds of service these mm-hmm. agents are actually providing for their prospective tenants. That's great. Yeah. And having that real-time feedback on the agent, you know, of, you know, I'm assuming like if they got a two-star, then you can follow up like, what didn't they know? Were they late or unprofessional? Did they not know anything about the property? Those kinds of things totally Absolutely. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's it cost? That's probably one of the big things people want to know. I know for the, for, it looks like the, you, you guys are doing like an intro period where um, brokers can check it out at no cost, but what's, what's the cost or anticipated cost? Yeah. So there is a, just like a monthly, a monthly SaaS cost for the platform. And then there's also a trend, a, a small uh, fee per transaction. Okay. So, so as a platform, uh, I would use for my brokerage, I would have a a monthly cost to keep it. Every time there's a transaction, there's a small transaction fee and that's really covering your fees with Stripe then when the money is exchanged back and forth. So the actual brokerage has their own Stripe account. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so there's the opportunity there for the brokerage to charge a service fee on the platform to the booking agent. So it covers that transaction, uh, processing cost for them. Got it. Got it. And does that, uh, so like, uh, agent to agent, uh, if I, if I say I'm going to pay the agent, I'm offering 50 bucks. Does, does the brokerage take any of that or does all $50 go to the the second agent? It's configurable. Okay. So, so they can make it, they can adjust that. So that the brokerage has the, the ability to say, you know what, all of it's yours or everything that happens through us, like there's a small 5% just across the board. And then that's like the administrative. So a brokerage could institute this at a relatively uh, 
it could could essentially be cost free if they figure out how many showings or uh, you know exchanges back and forth. You know, there's a small cut that they do to as like providing that service and that ability for every agent across the board. And then, you know, it's, it's just gravy on top. They're providing a, a elevated technology to all the agents in the brokerage and the brokerage then is, you know, finding a way to have the cost absorbed. So they're not stuck with this service, you know, uh, just sitting there. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And yeah. we're looking, you know, in partnership with the brokerage and there's opportunity to use the platform in ways that can absolutely benefit them and benefit their agents. Got it. Okay. That makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, okay. So what, there's gotta be some, so th- obviously in any business, when there's regulation, there's licenses, you know, all that kind of stuff, you're invariably going to hit some red tape and challenges. You're moving so quickly here though. You're less than a year from Incorp to up and going. What have been some of the challenges you've had to face and how, how did you go ahead and tackling those? Yeah, many challenges. I mean, just on the front of being a a new founder, right? This is my first company I've ever started. So just the growing pains of being a a freshman founder and um, just having to figure out, having to figure out tools, having to figure out leadership. It's like, you can't just do a project. You have to research what you need to do and then you have Mm -hmm. to research how to do it and then you have to do it. So it just seems like the the learning process has been like one of the biggest, I would say personal challenges for me, just like going, going through like the pain cycle of, of being, of being a founder, right. It's, it's hard, but it's, it's amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, I've learned so much and am so grateful for just the privilege to be able to go through this because a lot of people have ideas and don't have the, the lifestyle or the ability to actually pursue them. So I feel, I feel a privilege to be able to, to go through this experience. And on the business front, I would say, yeah, we've definitely just faced challenges in trying to communicate the value propositions of our product to different audiences and trying different things and learning through experience has been one of them. Um, you know, originally we were going to launch our platform in the Seattle area as like the Uber for real estate agents. We were going to let real estate agents from all different brokerages um, sign up to be who we were going to call openers on our platform. Openers were going to be the service providers. Right. Um, and then any real estate agent from any brokerage could then go onto the platform and hire one of our openers. We were doing an entire onboarding and training process that we like very extensively developed in order to make sure that the openers on our platform like met our standards and were providing standardized quality service to the expectation of the agent. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we ended up having to pivot that through, you know, talking with our attorney and realizing like, hey, this actually isn't going to work in Washington state because the funds need to flow through the brokerage and it's not going to be able to, it's not legally going to be able to work on our platform, right? So that was probably one of the biggest challenges we faced, but also gave us the greatest learning opportunity because we got to go back to customer discovery and have more conversations and ask more questions and kind of dive deeper into the root of the problem and really be able to present the solution as something that provides benefit beyond just connecting agents together, but creating this like new way of conducting business within inside an office that we believe if it's an implemented, if it becomes an implemented system, Mm -hmm. then over time, like 
it will, there'll be like a really successful life cycle of real estate agents, right? New real estate agents will come in. They'll receive really high quality training um, in the classroom, in the office, and then also be able to complement that with real world training. Exactly what you're talking about, right? Like knowing um, how to answer questions on the MLS because you know where the actual information is, right? It's like when you're on a tour, a uh, home buyer might ask you a question related to the property. If, if you're not familiar with where all the input is on the form and you can spend like three minutes just looking to see like, okay, is the fireplace gas or wood or whatever, right? So like just, just little things you don't think about. So yeah, yeah. just really excited about just bringing this full circle. And we were really only able to like fully, fully develop that by going through the challenge of needing to be like, okay, we need to pivot how we're positioning this and we need to make this much more valuable um, for the brokerage as well. And figuring out how to best do that has been a really fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, obviously ton of due diligence having to go into all this uh, and, and navigating all that. And obviously, you know, having to work with like, state level government bodies of, you know, people who determine rules and how things have to work. And then you have the challenge of an antiquated uh, industry or an industry struggling to keep up with everything else uh, and the, the gaps in technology across the board. So I, com I commend you guys for, for where you've been able to get to. I mean, it's just obviously, uh, it's no easy feat. Uh, I pretty much... You know, in, I'm still very well connected with a lot of people in the media buying uh, and ad agency world. And um, every time I, I get a, a, someone message me, they're like, I'm thinking I'm going to I'm going to target real estate agents. You know, they, if we just help them close one more deal, you know, it'll pay for itself. And I'm like, go find a different target, man. <laughs> I'm like, it's so hard. There's just so there's so many other people vying for that attention. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. it, it's challenging. So obviously you're, you're, you're targeting the Washington market. Do you have any other, uh, or state, do you have other areas that you're looking to go to next? Are you looking to stay in Washington for the, you know, the foreseeable future and building that out? That's a really good question. Um, well, since we're launching now, we're definitely like reaching back out to all of the designated broker owners that we originally had conversations with in the last like six to nine months and sharing with them the technologies now available that we've been talking about in the ether for a while. Um, and then, yeah, you know, this technology is it's not geographic, geographically specific. So we're definitely open to going into any markets and offering this to brokerages that need this technology now. So um, the doors are open for brokerages all across the United States to be able to get access to this technology now to help their agents become more productive and successful together. Yeah, very cool. Um, and, and before we get to the, the bottom portions of the show here, I, I always like to uh, have a few other questions I want to get to. Uh, one of the things, you know, obviously you have these challenges, but, and, but in less than a year, I'm sure you've, uh, you had a few other either ideas or tests or things that you wanted to do that totally didn't work out or were totally uh, not feasible. Any, any uh, stories that you can share of something that, and we're going to go do this thing. You got started on it and it's like, that, that is not going to work. Or you tried it and it totally bombed. Oh, that's an interesting question. I would honestly say not, I would honestly say not really. Um, it became really clear from the beginning that we were solving a big problem and 
we were more focused on falling in love with the problem and not so much caring about the solution. Does that make sense? So it was all about figuring out what the problem really was and then coming to the drawing board and saying, okay, how do we create a solution that best solves this problem? And then going back out and saying, how does this work? Does this work, right? Is this, is this solving those problems? So um, yeah, I would say that there wasn't particularly anything that just bombed or didn't work at all. I would say some of my Facebook ads were not, <laughs> did not serve up very good uh, <laughs> ROI. Um, but that's just lack, that's just user error for the most part, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's also, there's a ton of things that go into that for sure, but uh, I appreciate you uh, being able to share that. Um, and then the last thing is, you know, uh, obviously in a lot of, a lot of companies in the prop tech space, there's been a ton of growth and a lot of that's been fueled by venture capital. Are, are you going the venture capital route uh, or have you already? Um, and what's your stance on, you know, uh, being able to, you know, using venture capital to, to grow the company that you envision Doorside becoming? Yeah. So we are definitely open to raising venture capital. We are closing our first round of investment on the first of next month. So we're really excited about that. Yep, we were able to bring in um, seven investors for this first round. Very um, cool. Yeah, so that's going to greatly help us get through these next few months and really focus on launch and getting some customers. We have um, a few different companies right now who are currently evaluating the product. So yeah, we're hoping to ink some deals and be able to start just using companies as case studies to really help tell the story. Um, yeah. And yeah, definitely open. I mean, we apply for, we apply for accelerators. Um, my co-founder and I are extremely coachable and eager to participate in a collaborative community, like an, like during an accelerator that would just give us um, access to mentorship, leadership and pitching uh, skills. So yeah, we're open to it all. <laughs> yeah, there's um, uh, who was it? It was a Geekwire. I think Geekwire for a while was doing a YouTube series of where they would bring in um, Seattle tech companies and they would do like their own Shark Tank. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, I've watched a handful of them. Some of them are good. Some are really good. I think you learn a lot. Um, I think I'm I'm guilty of. Uh, of like sometimes binging Shark Tank and not that they're really directly relatable, but like I'll sit there and like, cause I want, I want the pattern, like the pattern of like how you introduce and position and sell the opportunity. Uh, I think it's only for me, it's a matter of time. It'll be a few years, but it'll be a matter of time before I go down that route. But personally, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I think that that might be, might be good for you. To, to check out. Well, uh, let's keep moving here. I want to get into my favorite segment of the show. This was what I call for the future. Uh, for the future is a segment where I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Hannah, are you uh, ready to play? I'm ready to play. I'm always game for games. <laughs> okay. Question number one, what does Doorside look like one year from now? What does DoorSide look like one year from now? DoorSide has customers that are helping us innovate and continually to continue to add more robust and powerful features to the platform. Okay. Question number two, what will prop tech slash real estate tech as an industry look like a year from now? 
one year from now. I think it will be much more focused on virtual and remote work because I think of everything that's going on right now with coronavirus really bringing that to the forefront. And I believe that if companies aren't adopting scalable technology tools to help their contractors or employees or whoever succeed, they will fall behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Question number three, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? Um, nonstop development of new CRM systems. <laughs> like we have enough, right? Like, oh my gosh, we have so many. Let's just stop. Like we, they're, they can't get better. I, I can't imagine the innovation getting, <laughs> getting any better. We, we have enough. Do you have a favorite? Uh, probably not. I would say like, I would say our company's like on so bootstrap mode that we're all like, we're still on all the free versions. So, <laughs> so I don't even know the full functionality really, but yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, CRM just overdose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing my part by encouraging all my friends to not go down that route. I've had several <laughs> discussions. So uh, let's all do our part and say less CRM. <laughs> yes, please. Just kidding. Um, uh, okay, and the last one here, number four. Uh, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result to tech advances? Oh, that's a fun one. Um, I will. I don't know. I feel like this is slightly controversial because I believe that growing a real estate team is the ultimate way to grow and scale. But I think that the human, like the hiring intensive portion of having like a, a huge physical team will start to reduce because I think that tech savvy agents will realize that they can outsource so many different portions of their business to different people or services or companies mm-hmm. that will, will just make the actual in-person intensive team not be so essential. Hmm. That's so fascinating that you would say that because this is totally the trend. It's been the trend for the last few years of which brokerage do I sell for as the most important question to which team do I join or how do I build a team? Cause that's where, I mean, you get the, you get the scale, like you talked about having that inside sales agent who's doing ongoing lead gen to fill your pipeline. You've got the, the transaction manager who maintains uh, keeping everyone on schedule, which, you know, keeping the majority of agents on schedule, you can imagine that's, <laughs> Right. And like these people can all be remote. Right. So I think that it's just going to be like the wave of real estate agents doing more research on, okay, do I really need to pay somebody hourly to sit at a desk next to me to help me? Or can I outsource some of these activities to people that are in other countries or to other services or action coordinator that you know help me so I think it's just going to be about 
like hacking how teams are built. I don't think that teams are going to like shrink in power, but I think they're going to shrink in like physical numbers that are required on an mm-hmm. in-person team in order for a agent to grow and scale effectively. And I think they'll save more money that way. They'll have more freedom and they will just overall be happier because they have less people to manage and deal with. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the last three. Hannah, these are questions more about you. So our listeners get to know you better. Uh, the if first one stuck is- around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think people, if you get this far into the episode and you don't keep listening, that's rude. I'm going to call it out right now. That's just rude. Um, and for those listening, send me your, your opinions on that. Uh, all right. Question number one here. Uh, what are you reading? What am I reading right now? I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's been on my list for so long. Fire read. It's really, I mean, it's just stupid, simple, duh. And you're just like mind blown anyway, if that yeah. makes sense, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe I need to bump it up the list. I have a stack. Uh, you can see it because we're recording by video, kind of like there's a there's several stacks of uh, books. I've gotten, I got through a handful last weekend. I finally finished a handful. So I was very excited about that. But you're uh, a physical I'm, reader. What's that? A physical reader. Yeah. So I, I, I am of the, I have audiobooks. Uh, ebooks and then physical books. Um, audiobooks that uh, last with me uh, or have an impression, I always buy the physical copy. Love that. Um, and then uh, I go from there. I use Scribd. I think Scribd is great. I don't need the most latest advanced copies. This is a free plug for Scribd. It's like 10 bucks a month, unlimited books. Also brings wow. in podcasts and it brings in ebooks. So if you just, if you're the kind that likes to shop around a little bit or have a whole bunch of different ones, um, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, so totally worth it. But if you need the latest titles, then you'll have to get audible because that's mm. where you get all the latest titles. Of course. Not yeah. Really. <laughs> Question number two, who are you learning from? Who am I learning from? My number one source of info for the most part is I watch Dan Martell on YouTube. Okay. Do you know that, Martel? I don't know. Should I? Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> sound he's, dumb the, <laughs> he's the creator of SAS Academy. He is mm-hmm. a coach for scaling SAS founders. He is just one of the most incredible humans. Um, he's so inspiring and so smart and mm-hmm. delivers information in a way that you can actually be actionable on. And it's so relevant um, and has been really helpful in guiding my co-founder and I, especially in the early stages of developing this company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, shout out to Dan Martell. You're awesome, Dan. We love you. All right. I, I know that Dan listens to the show, so, um, <laughs> you might have a new listener. I'll ping it to him. I'll be like, there we go. Get on it. Uh, <laughs> all right. The last one here. Uh, what inspires you? What inspires me? Honestly, I would say like true deep dive into personal development really inspires me. Like I'm constantly driven by learning, growing and sharing. I feel like, have you heard of the Japanese concept of Ikigai trying to define your life's purpose? I have not, but I did take on the challenge from a friend once of writing a personal mission statement and that was hard. Okay. I'll share with you 
I'll share with you like the concept and how to kind of like structure and work through what your ikigai is. But for me, like at the core, I love to share and I share so others can dive in personally and grow. Like, I feel like that's what like really gives me my worth. That's what gives me my, my passion, my mission. So I'm always constantly trying to absorb, learn internally, and then be able to share that externally in hopes that it can reach somebody else. It can affect them um, in a way that's positive. So yeah, that's how I would answer that. That's very cool. Um, Hannah, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you sharing so much about Doorside, uh, the story of how you guys uh, are moving so quickly to get the company up and running. Congrats on the upcoming uh, release of the product. Um, Thank you so much. How many, how many podcast episodes or interviews have you done? Just curious. This is my second. Ah, man. I always try to be number one. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for have, having me. It's a total privilege here. Yeah, honored to have you. Uh, for those who want to get in touch with you or learn more about Doorside, where do they go and how do they do that? So you can visit our website at getdoorside.com. If you are a designated broker or broker owner who wants to learn more about Doorside Black and how it can help your company internally, you can go to black.getdoorside.com. Or for property management companies who are looking to automate the tour process, you can go to platinum.getdoorside.com. And if you want to just find me on Instagram, I post a lot of videos for real estate agents, helping them uh, navigate technology and talking about kind of new and cool tech tools. So you can find me on Instagram at Hannah, the agent, if you're interested in following along. There it is. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time. Uh, as soon as the travel bans and all that kind of stuff, or not really travel bans, but self-quarantine, self-distancing. Yes. <laughs> lift, lift, lifted and I get back to the Northwest. Uh, we'll definitely link up and uh, yeah, sure. until then, uh, talk to them. Sounds good, Nate. Thank you so much. Thanks. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Nest podcast. Hey, don't forget you can get on the email list so you never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.